Hey Boo Things, it's your girl Rebecca. Hi, it's Becky. And you're listening to Just Ghouly Things. Hey Boo Things, welcome back to Just Ghouly Things. And we are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Vicky. So um, yeah, this is one of the surprise guests that I was talking about on my little mini-sode that I just posted um, the other day saying, no, we did not ghost you guys. Um, this is Vicky. Um, we have known each other now for close to a year, yeah. right? And uh, we have met, um, we met actually, I was looking for someone on my personal Instagram page, uh, which is mostly where I make my income, doing blogging, um, influencing, things like that. I was looking for an assistant to help me out, you know, come up with new partnerships, new content. And so I was looking for an intern and one of the girls that I grew up with knew you, Yeah, connected us. She like sent me like a picture of you like needing someone. Yeah. I like randomly emailed you. And I feel like the first day I met you, I knew right away that like even, not even just as an an intern, like as a friend, I knew that we could just be friends right off the bat. Like you were just so Even cool when you and like. My phone number. Oh my god! <laughs> and I texted my no own, one. My own number. I mess up like literally only me, and that's why I need Victoria because she keeps me in my place. Like so many times, I'm such a scatterbrain, and she's like, "All right, focus. This is what we're doing. Uh, are you sure we're doing that?" Listen, like she keeps me grounded, so it's good. So, um, like I was explaining to you guys in the minisode. Um, I really was hesitant on, you know, going through with new episodes of Just Ghouly Things without Lily. And I, because I didn't know, I, I, this is not a one man type of show. This is a show that we, we talk about stories and then we bounce ideas off of one another. And I just can't do that by myself. I talk to myself all the time, but like (laughs) I, for this podcast, I felt like there needed to be that second person there. So I, you know, I was thinking of him. I had him like, who can I possibly ask? A lot of my friends aren't into the paranormal. And then when I vented to you about it, you're like, uh, like I'll do it. You're like, why not me? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hold on. This is a real thing. You actually are down to do this. So um, for starters, before we get into our topic, do you believe in the paranormal? Like, what's your what's your take on it? Because we didn't really talk about it. I definitely do. I believe there is, like, spirituality and just people can be present in a room. Mm-hmm. Do I believe seeing things or seeing ghosts? Not really. But I do believe in energies and mm-hmm. things moving or looking up at something and seeing something at an exact time that is signs from people. Yeah. And I definitely believe it could be, like, good or bad signs, depending on, like, Mm -hmm. the death of a person. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that sometimes people think paranormal, and they think that it has to be a physical being or something. But paranormal, if you break down the word, is it's something that's not normal, something not normal to our everyday realm and our society. So... You know, it's it's all about how you decide to break down the definition of paranormal. So have you had any experiences you think are paranormal, like, off the top of your head? Personally, I haven't. I had some passings in my family, Mm -hmm. but nothing really that happened to me. But my mom and my dad both have with their parents. I remember one time my dad, when his mom passed away, he had a dream. 
and his mom was yelling at him to make up with my mom because they got into a dumb <laughs> argument. And he, like, shot up out of the bed, like, thought he saw her and, like, ran to my mom was like, my mom told me to apologize to you. Aww. Like, that's a sign. Like, I need to apologize. And my mom, like, was laughing because she knew his mom loved her. So yeah. she was Aww. like, that definitely was her, like, giving you a sign to, like... like get your shit together. Yeah, Stop definitely. being stubborn. That's so awesome. I, I believe in that. I think that when someone passes and you see them in a dream, that because yeah. I mean a lot of times when I've had dreams of people that have passed and they've come in it, there was never anything you know you could break down science and say oh well usually it's something in your subconscious that happened the past mm-hmm. few days that now it's in your dream sometimes like I don't even think of these people you know whether it's my grandfather my grandmother like it's not like I'm thinking about them every day because they've passed for a long period of time but there are sometimes those nights that I wake up and I'm like holy shit like I definitely felt it and it was so real that you wake up and like you have to get your bearings um but yeah so are you like nervous to be on the podcast you're doing good so far we've been doing this for like three or four (laughs) minutes and you you haven't fucked up yet so that's (laughs) a good start um but yeah so I kind of figured you'd be a little nervous um First whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you've never even been on a podcast. No. You've or never even, even like listened record. to them. <laughs> I haven't even listened to them. Like, I'm just here rolling with it. Yeah, well, actually, you have a YouTube page that I you do. started, right? And it's more like fashion, lifestyle, right? Yeah. So I'll have you plug that at like the very end when we do our plugging of like all the Just Ghoulie thing stuff so people can check you out and see who you are. Make sure they approve of the guest star. Approve of me. Uh No, they're going to love you. But um, so to kind of, you know, ease you into the Just Ghoulie things realm, um, I thought we'd do a topic that is something that you can relate to. And that is haunted sororities, haunted fraternities. Uh, and the reason why, uh, for those that don't know, Vicky and I um, went to the same college, different years, but she um, she's same currently college, at the same, same college. Major. Yes, that too. Um, so do you want to kind of talk about the sorority you're in, their philosophy? Yeah, Anything so like I'm in Alpha Omicron Pi at my school. We were founded there at in uh, 2011. And it is a lot of fun. It's just a bunch of girls who just want a bunch of friends and a good time and a sisterhood. And our philanthropy is the Arthritis Foundation. So basically raising money for people with arthritis Mm -hmm. and also for kids with arthritis because that is something that gets kind of blocked out of people's minds. People think like, oh, arthritis, like that's what old people get. Exactly, yeah. But kids definitely get it too and everything that we raise goes to that foundation to help them figure out research and development and medicines or just something to help because it's not curable but at least they can make things like stress balls to help with the muscles in their hands stuff like that just to raise awareness and make a difference in people's lives oh it's awesome and is your is your sorority, are they in a bunch of different colleges or is yours yes. like a smaller scale? So I go to school like up in northern Jersey and we're not as big here. We have a chapter at my school at Monmouth um, County. We have um, them like only a, a couple in Jersey, but they're much bigger down south. Okay. So that's like where people like really would know them. Here we're just starting and we actually do have um, a chapter in Canada, which is really oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. You got to make yes. a trip up there. And I know. I have to meet them. But they're definitely bigger down south, and that's, like, where you have, like, the sorority houses, and you'll have, like, 100 new members rather than just, like, 15 at my school. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely a whole different ballgame down there, which I would love to, like, see. Yeah. But 
I also want to visit headquarters, which is in Tennessee, and okay. see how like they run things. Yeah, That's, like, for so sure. Cool. Especially because you guys are pretty much new up here and just mm-hmm. kind of trying to build that reputation and name for yourself here. Yeah. Kind of be a founder in that way. Um, but okay, so we got that out of the way. Um, I was thinking of just throwing you to the wolves and having you start with your first story. <laughs> All right, I am excited. Okay, let's hear it. So my- I'm going to move the mic a little closer to you awesome. so we can hear you. There you go. So my first story was about Alpha Gamma Delta Sorority House in Athens, Georgia. Okay. And they have been there. This home has been there for 116 years. And the background to it is about a beautiful young woman who got abandoned at an altar. And since she was so heartbroken about her fiancé leaving her right before they were about to get married, she actually took her own life in the house. And people, when they talk about the background of this, some believe it, some don't. People think it's a little, like, dramatic Mm -hmm. about how they explained it. But someone did definitely pass away there. Okay. And she just felt so heartbroken and humiliated. So, And she just didn't want to see anyone in the town. So that's why she did it. And then in 1939, Alpha Gamma Delta Sorority purchased the Wedding Cake House to obviously live there and host all the members there. And they reported a number of strange occurrences, including unexplained noises, shadowy figures, and objects that just moved by themselves. Mm-hmm. So in 2004, a student was basically filming about the um, haunted home and recorded a framed photo tumbling from the bookshelf. So they Ooh. actually got that on tape, which is really cool because I feel like people... like energies sense when you're trying to figure something out or Mm -hmm. when you like try to like speak to them so that's like really cool I feel like to catch on tape well I feel like a lot of times these energies when especially when something that's being moved that takes a lot of energy for them to even do so I wonder what they're trying to communicate definitely and the sorority sisters also reported doors opening closing on their own and faucets will be turning on and off in like this kitchen and bathrooms and the sound of like chairs moving in the attic or just lights flickering without any explanations. Mm-hmm. And they have like this antique piano in their parlor and it has been known to play by itself, even though no one even knows how to play. <laughs> so I think that's like really cool to yeah. like witness. And some girls they say that they see faces in the windows, but who knows that aspect if it was true. But every year, she's supposed to, like, come through windows to, like, almost, like, commemorate her death. So it doesn't seem like it's an everyday occurrence that they just see a person in the Mm -hmm. window. But once in a while, they will see someone. And they feel like they just she just walks through the rooms and just opens doors and like almost like she's still living there yeah. before like the tragedy. So that's what they were just talking about, and I think it's awesome. That's you know what like I like those type of hauntings because it's not like she's trying to push anyone down the stairs or be malicious or try to ruin people's experience living there. She's just like, well, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm gonna make so it. Don't forget that about I'm me. Exactly. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm probably still heartbroken. Broken, but um, you know, like just respect my space. And yeah, they even said that they're like, this isn't a harm to the residents of the house. That's nice. They felt like the name of the woman that passes, Susie, and they felt like she almost serves as a matchmaker there because they said a legend says that the girls who live in the room directly below the attic where she passed away um, is members who um, 
see like the spirits in other of the houses Mm -hmm. and they also expect to find love in the near future so a lot of the girls that live there whether got into like relationships or even engagements wow i feel like she's trying to be like a matchmaker for them that since she didn't have it on valentine's day so it's all comes full circle it does it definitely does so so she wants other women basically to find love since she just didn't. You couldn't find since it. Yeah, damn. It. That's a real one. See, now I definitely like that ghost. I want to go yeah, down there I to Georgia. Meet her and now. <laughs> be like, Susie, help me out. <laughs> I, need, I need to please. be match made. <laughs> find my soulmate, please. <laughs> Literally soulmate. So is that your um is that your information on the Georgia house? Do you have any that, additional? That is all I have for Perfect. Them. Okay. So my next one, um, it's kind of it's so this is based on Alpha Delta Phi, which by the way, guys, I'm gonna be saying certain sorority <laughs> names and Victoria's gonna help me out with them like because some of the you. Yes. <laughs> so like if you notice when you see this, I'm saying one completely wrong, please correct me because I, will. I do that a lot. Um It's hard the Greek alphabet. It really is. Learning and then it. with all the yeah. symbols and stuff, yeah, craziness. So pretty much um I found on the Alpha Delta Phi official website. Which is really cool. So if I were to go back to college, I probably want to join the sorority. If they have, do they have this on our campus? Which one? Alpha. Del- no. No. Don't. All right. Well, then I'd have to go to a different school and then <laughs> join the sorority because on their official website, Alpha Delta Phi Pi Pi Oh Pi Okay <laughs> Pi dot org, they actually have um, a, a a a tab on their website that goes through all of the haunted. Uh, house stories that uh, fellow sisters have experienced. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to kind of go through a couple of them real quick. Um, But before I do that, I'm actually going to give you a little information. Um, So originally called the the Adelphian Society, Alpha Delta Pi is the first secret society for women in the world and forged the way for women in the fraternity system. They were founded on May 15, 1851 at Wellesleyan Female College, the first female college in the world chartered to grant degrees to women. Uh, Founder Eugenia Tucker Fitzgerald was just 16 years old when she left her family to attend Wellesleyan College. At such a young age and during a time when it was rare for women to go to college, she recognized the importance of women coming together for personal development and improvement. She and five of her closest friends founded the Adelphian Society, and in 1909, she wrote a letter to the Alpha Chapter in which she states, Whatever I have done worth remembering, I know that the founding of our society is one of them. Um, And so then to go along with their philosophy, like Victoria explained, every sorority kind of has a charitable aspect, which Mm -hmm. I feel like, unfortunately, that's kind of why I wanted you to bring it up, is I feel like with sororities and frats, we see everything in movies that it's all just partying and hookups and drama, and that really isn't what it's about. Yeah, the stigma is definitely not the best. And that's kind of, yeah, I think this is why, you know, this is an important episode too, just because there is a very charitable aspect to each, uh, there has to be actually with sororities. You have to, you know, put in time to help. Especially at like mine, like we have, we need to do every semester 10 hours of community service that's awesome that like, should be what and it's it about. needs to be signed off and they take it very seriously like they are about giving back that's good yeah and so and every single sorority has something different so you can kind of pick your sorority based on you know what it, what their beliefs are like what they donate their time and money to so since 1979 alpha delta pi has been committed to com- 
committed to serving Ronald McDonald house charities, and over the course of their partnership, Alpha Delta Pi is contributing more than $8.9 million to this worthwhile cause. Um, they support the Ronald McDonald houses, care mobiles, and Ronald McDonald's family rooms in local communities, and also funds grants to other nonprofit organizations whose programs focus on children in need. So I think that was really, really cool when I was checking out their website. So on to the spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one that they have on the website is Epsilon Zeta, which is, uh, this one is located at Texas State University. Uh, in late August 2017, Hurricane Harvey was making its way across Texas, and after just a few hours of the storm, all of the power went out. It was dark, loud, wet outside, the perfect setting for a haunted night. And since all the sisters had moved in just a few weeks prior, they were pretty scared. Just the whole scenario just sounded like out of a horror movie, you know? Um, Exactly. Um, Especially since the house that they are staying in is over 100 years old. So they moved all their beds into the living room. And then the living room is next to the door that leads downstairs, which kept swinging open and closed very loudly. Their vacuum that was propped up against the wall next to the door fell over. And all of a sudden, they saw a figure through the door. Um, and when they opened the door again, uh, when it opened the door again, they all started screaming violently. Everyone's freaking out. And as it closed once again, and for the final time, the figure immediately was gone, and the storm then slowly started to fade away. Uh, this was this account happened two years ago, and the person that submitted their story says that they still can't look at that door during a storm the same way because oh, not only you. did she experience this, but her other sisters that were all trying to, yeah. you know form a little like security blanket in the living room experience the same thing so it's not like it was just her seeing things all these other girls saw it too it's a nice house warming you know yeah right (laughs) so um this one this is an interesting one um which i feel like kind of goes with your previous story this is zeta theta at illinois state university so this i'm going to post on our instagram page at jessica things podcast the day that i post this uh podcast episode um, because this is more of a visual one, but uh, if you see this photo, what do you notice in this picture? The girl in the window. Uh-huh, yeah. So, yeah, these girls just taking a picture in front of their uh, the and sign. And this is the same org, but different chapters, right? Yeah. So a different this is, state. Exactly. And wow. so, apparently, this is the woman ghost that resides in their house. They call her Linda, and it's said that she lives in room four, has done mysterious things in other rooms, such as knocking things over, giving you weird dreams. Uh, once a girl woke up in the middle of the night staring at herself in the mirror. That's, Creepy, right? Uh, yeah. People are brave. So, like, I'm, like, looking... I mean, as someone that's trying to be a skeptic, I feel like this picture kind of looks photoshopped. Like, I feel like it looks... Like, they look kind of blurry, and she looks, like, so perfect. But, yeah. like, who knows, you know? Like, it's still a really freaky picture. Um... Yeah, and, like, her eyes are just pitch black. Kind of reminds me of, like, one of, like, the black-eyed children sort of thing. Really weird. Okay, so then the next one is Zeta Delta at the University of Montevallo. Um, So the University of Montevallo is one of the most haunted college campuses in the United States. And the sisters of Zeta Delta have had paranormal encounters with a number of the campus ghosts. But perhaps the most common encounter is with Condi Cunningham. Yes. Are you doing this one at all? The Connie no. Connie? Okay, good. Because this one's really interesting. So in February of 1908, 
Condi was a student at UM living in Main Hall, where the ZD sisters currently reside. Mm-hmm. And one night, she and her friends were up late cooking fudge on a stove in the kitchen of Main Hall. Cooking fudge. That's such that a random so old. thing to cook. That's not so old. Like, we're just cooking, cooking fudge. fudge. You know. Look at Hershey's, man. <laughs> at the time, the girls had a strict curfew, but when the call came for lights out, they hadn't finished making the fudge. In their haste to turn off the stove and hurry to bed before getting caught, one of the Condi's friends accidentally knocked over a bottle of cleaning alcohol. The alcohol, being highly flammable, caught Condi on fire. She suffered fatal injuries from the burns and died two days later from an accidental morphine overdose. Wow, she even died from the accident. Yeah, that was just supposed to aid the pain. That was, and then, yeah. <laughs> to save her. It's crazy. <laughs> so since then, residents of the main hall, including the ZD sisters, have seen her lingering around the building, wandering the corridors, opening doors, and there's even been a, um, a report of Condi turning off everyone's alarm clocks. So, um, I don't know why she's turning off alarm clocks. I don't know what that is supposed to mean. But she doesn't seem like a malicious spirit. I mean, she just... No, it definitely doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Yeah, I wonder why... That's a way to die, though. Yeah, that's just... I mean, not even from the fire. It was literally from... From... The morphine that they gave her to assist her with the pain from the fire. Ugh, it's nuts. Um, The next one here is Delta Omega, which is at Northern Illinois University. So this one, um, according to the Alpha Delta Pi uh, website, says that there were a few submissions from different members from different years, but they were all kind of the same experience. So this is just an overall basis of what went on at Delta Omega. So um, the person writes in, I am a Pi member from Delta Omega. Since many of us could remember, we have lived in our Alpha Delta Pi house with a mostly friendly ghost named Margaret. There were times where things of ours would move and we would just say oh margaret however <laughs> there were times she scared us okay do so they this name is, them themselves that's what i'm curious i don't know if this person this was, is jim guys yeah like a random name like, yeah um so i lived in the house my sophomore year and lived on the second floor i had heard margaret only really bothers the third floor so i thought i was safe wrong every once in a while margaret would flicker my lights that were plug-ins without a switch Margaret would also like to tickle or touch my feet. Oh, hell no. No. I would have to leave. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. I hate when people touch my feet in general, so that's a ghost. I can't even stop them. Yeah. (laughs) There is one moment with Margaret, however, that I will never forget. When one of my sisters was in her room, she heard banging coming from an empty room next door and saw the lights turn on. The door was locked since it was unoccupied, and it completely scared us. So God only knows what was happening. After that, we knew we weren't losing our minds and that Margaret was, in fact, real. We had looked at various ways to rid our house of her, even if she really meant no harm. We were unsuccessful in trying, and sometimes many of us think Margaret has followed us, especially when five of us lived in a townhouse last year, and similar things would still happen. Who knows if Margaret is actually real, but either way, I believe in ghosts for sure now. Wow. Mm-hmm. So followed out of the house to wherever they lived. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see. Oh, and then the story continues. Over the year that I lived in the house, my sisters and I noticed a lot of unnatural things. When we would watch scary movies in the basement, we would hear someone walking down the hall, and we would see a dark shadow moving from the corner of our eyes. We shut the workout room door down there because it gave off a weird feeling at night, and we all felt like we were being watched. I lived across from room 16, and we would hear things being moved in that room at night or see the lights go on from one night, uh, from one night to off the next. 
Uh, keep in mind that this room was permanently locked and unoccupied, and the person I shared a wall with, Becky, who lived across the hall from room 16, would hear someone knocking on the shared wall when I wasn't there and my room was locked. I also heard the same thing from her when she wasn't there. Some of us could hear our side and closet door slam, being knocked on, or even shake. In our formal room, you could hear whispers or light footsteps if you were quiet enough. It got worse when we slept in there at night and felt a menacing presence looking at us. On the second floor, people would have stuff fall off their shelves and walls, their feet touched at night, and their belongings moved in their closet. They've heard loud footsteps like someone was running up and down the halls at night, but when they looked, no one was there. The only safe space in the house was the kitchen, so needless to say, a lot of us spent a lot of time in there. Um, yeah, and so I have two more short experiences from the website. They gave a lot of information. That so, is a lot. Yeah. Um, this one is Delta Delta, easy enough, University of Arkansas. This is a short story. It goes, I have a story that happened to me and my friends living in the house at Delta Delta. We were all on the second floor and lived three rooms in a row. At the end of the hall is a door with a fire escape that led to the parking lot. One night, all of a sudden, there was this loud thud noise on the door. We all woke up, but didn't think anything of it, but then it happened again. We all got up, went to the hall to see what was up, and the knob on the door started to shake like someone was trying to get in. Needless to say, we never figured out what it was, and we spent a good two hours piled in one bed. I would freak so, out. So, yeah, that's interesting because you think – so you see this house, like, it kind of looks – I'm going to post all the pictures on uh, on our Instagram as well so you guys can see what we're looking at with these houses. It just looks, like, so creepy. That looks like a house that I would think is haunted. No, Something bad does. happened It has, there. like, a weird eerie. Yeah. To it. Like, you ever pass, like, houses, especially, like, where we live? Like, there's so many old, like, colonial Victorian yeah, houses. Yeah, Victorian Yeah, like, there's definitely a dead child in that attic. No. Yeah, you know? <laughs> There's definitely Things a couple definitely dead children there. there. <laughs> okay, so the last but not least is what, Zeta Mu? Zeta Mu. Mu, okay. And this is at Appalachian State University. There are no sorority houses at Appalachian State. Instead, sorority women have the option to live in the Appalachian Panhellenic Pan Hall, which is an old hotel that the university bought in the 80s. So that's like all the sororities. That's like the Panhellenic. It's like all the sororities on campus is under this umbrella and that's like the umbrella so i guess they're all able to live in this that's hotel. crazy in a hotel yeah. like i feel like this we have zach and cody listening to this yeah really <laughs> um and yes it is as weird as it sounds everything about alpha delta pi or oh, wait no alpha oh, no, i was thinking that aph oh <laughs> wait what is this? aph feels like a hotel Everything about the APH feels like a hotel. Unless they're talking about the... Oh, they're talking about the hotel. Sorry, I thought they were talking about the sorority. Anyway, <laughs> the old wallpaper is still up everywhere, and I'm pretty sure the common areas, like the hotel lobby, still have the same hotel furniture. That's weird. That's so 80s. creepy. It's so creepy. Like that floral wallpaper. That's like what I'm imagining. This like is like the weird. Shining, I yeah, feel like, at the Stanley retro. Hotel. <laughs> when I was in school, it was typical for the sophomores to live on... At the hotel, so if you lived with your alpha class, one half of the hallway experienced a lot of creepy things that fortunately my roommate and I didn't deal with. My sisters would wake up to their showers running, toilets flushing, and things moved around their room. It was said that the ghosts were old hotel staff. I think what really got us through it is we'd be hanging out late at night and someone would say, think about all the people who have been in this room. It was a very unnerving feeling to think about. How your home for a year used to have different residents almost every day. As if, imagine, those walls could talk. That's creepy. That is creepy to think about. It's a hotel. Like, there's so, so many, many memories. So many 
so many energies going through there on an yeah. everyday basis. Do you ever think about it? Like my dog just is he's dreaming. <laughs> he's getting excited. He's getting excited about ghost stories. He's literally dreaming. It's so cute. Um, so like I was, I was just gonna say like, do you ever walk past people like if you're at the mall? Do you ever think, like, maybe I'm passing a serial killer, and I don't even know if I'm passing a serial killer? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's just, like, a weird like thought. You pass and you're just, like, that person, like, definitely just got out of jail. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Some, like, like, there's I some whack jobs. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I'm going to hold my bag a little closer. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah, that is from Alpha Delta Pi. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot those. of information. So, oh, what's right. your next story, Vic? So, my story is actually about a fraternity house and what they experience. So, from the 1920s to the 1950s, the Delta Sigma Phi House used to be a Parkview hospital before it moved and became a Lafayne Health Center. So, that right there, just being living in an old hospital, I would really be okay with uh, that. No. But now it's a house. Too much death. Yeah, definitely. And the person telling the story said, my fraternity brothers and I have a few stories of our own experiences with the friendly remnants of people who died in what is now our home. Mm. So during the first semester that they lived in the house, he lived on the third floor, and that is known as George's room. And George refers to a male, George Siegel, who passed away in the old room when Delta Sig was at hospital. Oh, so it's actually based, George is a real person. Yeah, George is actually real. He so has the name. They didn't have to name him, but he passed away in the hospital room, and now this guy thought it was a great idea to live in that room, but his unfortunate death came as a result of some inattentive nurses. So basically, the background about his death was when the hospital staff moved patients to the New County Hospital in 1954, one of the relocations didn't go so well. A nurse and an aide transferred an elderly man in a rolling rolling bed. They left him in his room to prepare other patients for a transfer. When the nurse's aide returned to get him, the bed was there, but he was not in sight. During the long wait, he rolled off the bed and wedged between the bed frame and a wall and was left suffocating in that position. It's so sad. It is a sad death because it was definitely like able to be prevented. For sure, yeah. So that is how he passed away. And it was a. Apparently, he died quietly during the night, but. Oh, God. I don't think he had a choice. He was getting suffocated. Oh, thank God. That's how his time ended. But. The most infamous story about George is a tale from the 1970s when um, an ice storm knocked out the power in the entire town. And at 4.30 every day while the power was out and the TV gallery would turn on for a show, Star Trek. So a power outage, but this a show would still turn on. And it would turn off as soon as the show was over. And like a background to that was that was George's favorite show. (gasps) So he he's making everyone love the show, I Seriously, guess. Seriously, he's like, you know what? Like, the least you guys could do for me is let me watch my damn show. <laughs> like, I don't care what the weather is We're all going like. to watch this. We're all, all going to damn right enjoy it. So whoever was in George's room, the occupants there throughout the time, noticed strange um, instances, as in, like, flickering lights, um, windows opening and closing, and a fan turning on and off in the middle of the night. Okay. And the ghost, however, does not limit himself to just his room. 
So one of the brothers, a sophomore in biology, was not a believer in ghosts. I love people that aren't because when something happens to them, you they know like that's really authentic. freak out. I always feel like that happens. Like I always feel like it's the people that are the skeptics that end up having the real life paranormal experiences that like tear in them. Definitely. And then there's people like me that I'm like, I want a super super paranormal experience to happen <laughs> You're like to me. Waiting for it yeah. to happen, and it's just not. <laughs> Maybe it's because like I feel like in a way we 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 cloud our own vision. Like, yeah. I feel like there was a philosophy that I've talked about earlier on the podcast where um, a medium that one of my good friends had seen says that they equate the paranormal, like the spiritual world and our world as if like a fan, you know, a fan's really fast and mm-hmm. like you can barely see it when it's moving, but you know, it's there. That's kind of like our realm in the spirit world. And every once in a while you can kind of get a glimpse of it, but it's going by so yeah. fast that like you can't really see it. That's a so, cool way to put it. Yeah, if your head's clouded and you're, like, trying so hard to see it, maybe you're holding yourself back. That's true. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Okay, <laughs> no. keep going. So, he was not a believer, but that quickly changed when some interesting things began to happen in his room on the third floor. So, he said, I get back to my room at 2.30 in the morning. I'm laying down, and suddenly I hear a squeaking noise. At first, I thought it was my fan just blowing something in the room, so I let it go. After this continued for about five minutes, I started to think it was some of the brothers messing with me, trying to get me to believe in George. So he turned on the light to see that, um, to see if like any of the brothers were under his bed, but nobody was there. And when he got out of bed, um, he saw his desk chair rocking back and forth. Mm. So that's where the squeaking was coming from. Okay. And as soon as he got out of the bed, it stopped rocking by itself. So, he definitely had some, like, hesitation of, like, this can be true. And then he said, um, it's pretty clear that George likes to play pranks on people. So, um, then it continues, said, when instigated, his pranks become a little more serious than just flickering lights and rocking in someone's chair. And a senior in construction science. So, this is another brother. Okay. So, now they're, like, a bunch of people are talking about this. Um, has been an object of one of George's pranks. And he said, when I found out George liked Star Trek, I decided to blast Star Wars music in my room. And he said, I just finished brushing my teeth and I set my toothpaste down to turn up the volume on the speakers. As soon as I did this, my toothpaste launched across the room and I knew it had to be George. Ooh, yeah, that, that just doesn't happen. Like, it's one thing if it falls. Yeah. But the fact that it goes... Like it actually across. went somewhere. So he said, they continue to even said, like, whether you choose to believe this or not, this is what has happened to residents in the house, as simple as that. And they're not the only ones there, they feel like. So every five or so years, a new group of people do move in. Mm-hmm. But as long as the, the house stands, they said, another presence will be felt. <gasps> So oh my god, that's, that's such a good story. That's such a good story. And isn't like Star Trek, like and Star Wars, aren't they like both like similar movies, but like completely different, right? Like oh yeah, are, like fans of each. like it's either like you're a fan of one or yeah. fan of the other for the most part. So like the fact that I feel like he's he was trying to egg him on, yeah, and like he really got to him that way because ah, that was I his love favorite that. movie. Oh, that's a good story, Vic. That's a good one. That is, I like that one. Okay, so my next story. Um, so this, so a lot of times when I was doing my research, I was finding a lot of sorority house hauntings. Yes. And, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be sexist and I wanted to put a little bit of, you know, 
some like male energy stuff in there. So I was like, let me see if I could find some haunted frat houses. And I feel I, like guys are hesitant to like yes, own up that something exactly. happens. That's probably Girls what are like, it is. Oh my god, the door moves. Like this yes, is it. We're gonna talk about it. yeah. So um, this is this account encounter came from a guy that wrote about his experience while living in a haunted frat house. And I'm going to also explain the history of the house itself. Uh, once I read his experience. So it starts, I'm the chancellor president of my fraternity, Tau Epsilon Phi. Our house was built in 1886. It is supposedly haunted by a number of ghosts and the stories have been talked about amongst brothers throughout the years since our chapter bought the home in 1967. The older stories and background can be found searching Tau Epsilon Five Potsdam, New York hauntings. There are many links that will bring you to different pages that speak of the Sisson family that lived in the house originally and the real background of the supposed hauntings, which I'm going to get to. Um, so he continues by saying, I'm an engineering student at Clarkson University at Potsdam, New York. It's a college town where Greek life is very prevalent. I pledged this house because it was a great fit for me and I fell in love with the history and the beauty of the house. I was told it was haunted before I even pledged, but it didn't bother me because I'm not afraid of ghosts, nor had ever had a definite experience. I pledged in fall 2016 and started living in the house the semester after. It wasn't until the sp- until spring of 2018 semester that I had my first real encounter that made me believe spirits were real. There are 14 bedrooms in the house. My room is the chancellor's suite, which is the largest room and also has its own bathroom. It's pretty awesome. That is. Especially amongst guys. Like, have you ever seen that Barstool Sports video of, like, the girl at, like, a frat house and she's trying to wash her hands? But oh, it's, like, all the beer cans I go to stuff. a frat house and I bring my own toilet paper. Oh, wait. Are you talking about the one up in, like, New York State? Oh, they all have to be there. But, ah! like, it, it's so gross. Yeah, like, it's you so have gross. to bring your own toilet paper. And, like, honestly, I'd bring, like, wipes or something because, like, it, it's bad. For everyone going away to college, <laughs> here is Victoria's tip. Bring, bring toilet paper <laughs> to frat houses. Don't even bring alcohol. Just like, bring bring toilet paper. Bring butt wipes. Okay. Um, so among multiple legends of the history of the house, the story to my room is this. Otis was an African-American servant who served for the Sisson family, the original owners of the property. And legend goes that there was a tunnel system underneath the property that led to the other Sisson houses in town. The Sisson family were very wealthy property owners in Potsdam uh, in the mid to late 1800s. Otis got severely injured in a tunnel collapse, and George Wingwisson, Sisson, the father of the family, asked Otis what his dying wish was. Otis's final wish was to live like the Sissons until he passed. George allowed Otis to stay in his room, which is the Chancellor's suite, for his final days. That's so sweet. Um, but before he passed, to ha- uh, before he passed, his last words were, "I will protect this house. I will protect these walls." <laughs> okay, so that's like foreshadowing. Otis is one of the many spirits to haunt the house and do things like open doors for people. That is the supposed legend surrounding him. There's no evidence that story is real, but that's what I've been told. Wait, he opens doors for people? Yeah, this guy's nice as hell. <laughs> He's so nice. He's like, welcome, guys. Unfortunately, he was a servant, so I feel oh. like he kind of like feels like he still needs to be that, that role. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's see. Um, that is, yeah, there's no evidence that it's real, but that's what he's been told. Moving on to his personal story. He says, I was writing, I was sitting in my room with my girlfriend. We had no windows open and the door was closed. We were doing homework. I was at my desk right next to the door. And the only thing separating us was a trash can with a lid that would spin if you gave it a slap. 
It was a lid where you could just push down the lid, uh, push, push through the lid and drop your weights in the trash. We had no music playing and out of nowhere, it was like someone slapped the trash can lid hard and the thing spun like two or three times around. My girlfriend and I were shocked. She started screaming and I was just looking at the lid trying and trying to settle her down. Um, I tried trying to see if they, there was like a, if there was something wrong with it, like the equilibrium was off, but there was no outside force that could have caused this. Um, and my hypothesis on why it happened, I just had no idea. So earlier that week, I was talking a lot about the ghost stories to my brothers and my girlfriend in the house. The spirits draw power from mentioning them or referring to them. I believe Otis or whatever spirit it was gained enough power to make a move like that and then get me to realize that it is there and listening. I know this isn't a crazy story, but it was my first encounter with something unexplainable, especially after hearing stories from alumni that won't be mentioned in the stories you'll find on Google. I encourage you all to search my house on Google, read the tales behind the spirits that supposedly haunt my house, and if you don't find them believable, you'll at least find the reads interesting. Every fall, my fraternity and our sister sorority host a haunted house event where we do <gasps> tours and tell the stories of the mansion on the hill, which is ironically our business name for utilities, etc. I believe my house is haunted, but if you respect them, they will respect you. I don't feel a demonic presence, but I certainly know that there are still spirits there. That's cool. And you know what? They are smart for monetizing on that haunt. They really they have, are. They have the haunted. <laughs> uh, they have the haunted tour and stuff going on. They are really smart kids over there. Uh, but yeah, I definitely think that whether his name was Otis or whatever, I definitely believe in that story. I think I he's do. still. It there. was very subtle, but I feel like it could be completely true. Yeah, and it's nice to know that you know he's a. He's a friendly spirit. He's, he's not nice. trying to hurt yeah. anybody. The fact he wants that to be that, a brother. That's what it exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah, he wants <laughs> to be rushed in. Um, but it's interesting to hear about the lid. Because I know exactly the type of trash can you're talking about. It's the one you just push through and it just circles back around. But none of them were touching anything. And the fact it moved around like two, three times, you have to have some force yeah. to make that happen. Um, so that's really interesting. So I kind of wanted to do my own research. Um, let me show you the picture of the Sisson Haunted Mansion. That's a nice house. Beautiful, right? Wow. <laughs> I, I've always wanted a house that has one of those wraparound porches. Yes. So this is, I just think this is a stunning house. Um, but yeah, so this is the Sisson Haunted Mansion. Again, I will post this on our Instagram, you guys. Um, but uh, I looked up online kind of a little bit of the history behind the house and they have uh, a room on the second floor, which is known as the frying pan. And this room got its name because of the large bay windows that face east, which heats the room in the morning when the sun rises. The frying pan is also home to one of the ghosts in the house, the white lady. So this is one of the other experiences that he didn't talk about. Oh, wow. So as the story goes, the Sissons were a very wealthy family, and they wanted their wealth to remain in the family. The problem was, at the time, the only one eligible to marry was the daughter. A prearranged marriage was set up, the daughter threatened to run away because she was against being married, and the night preceding her marriage, she was confined to her room so that she could not run away. The next morning, she was found dead wearing her bridal gown, and she had hung herself in her own closet. And as years passed down, the house became the home of the Lambda Phi Epsilon brothers, but she still remained. Many of the brothers have seen the white lady, and even the dogs can sense the presence of the ghost. 
sometimes the dogs will bark at the closet where she hung herself in, which I totally... I believe that. Animals sense it way more than us. What are the odds that sometimes, like, you'll see a cat and they're just staring up at a wall that there's nothing going on there? And babies, apparently. Yes. Well, you know what? Did you ever hear the theory? We've talked about this on the podcast where, you know, there's, like, you know, like, there's, like, the circle of life. Like, there's this this spectrum. Mm -hmm. And as a baby, you're obviously closer to that spectrum of of the spirit world. And then also as you're older, if you ever hear older people saying they see things that, you know, we can't see, you know, in our that age. That like from the spectrum. Yeah, because they're both at the ends of the spectrum. Wow. Of the spirit world. So that's why they're that's more crazy. keen to that. Yeah. So that's just a theory. Um, but yeah, so um, like I said, the dogs, they sense, that they sense going near the closet that someone's there. Also, the door to the closet does not remain shut no matter what. When the brothers shut the door, somehow the door just always opens back up immediately. And one day, somebody put a cinder block in front of the door, and the door still managed to open itself. Uh, a cinder block is not a light. That's a heavy object yeah. to even get a crack open. Exactly. So because of this problem, the door has been removed from the hinges so that no one will have to fight with the door again. The closet is now a bunk bed where up to two brothers sleep in the same location where the white lady hung herself. A bunk bed? Yeah. Why would people want to live Guys there? don't give a shit. They, they really they don't. Will, they will sleep in a fucking Not even shit one. Tub. They're like, like, two of us will be there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, wherever's a place to sleep, man. Um, <laughs> and then they continue to talk about the story of Otis and, you know, how his story originated in the, chan- in the Chancellor's Suite. Um, the Lambda Phi Epsilon Mansion also has many children ghosts that are in the house. The Sissons were a very wealthy family, and they did not want their money to end up with another family. Uh, thus, they often married within the family to keep the money safe. And due to the intermarrying, some of the children were born with birth defects. So, they marry each other. Yeah, oh, they were a little incestuous. Okay. <laughs> literally, literally. So, unfortunately, the Sissons <coughs> neglected these children, and they left them in the basement because they were, you oh. know, the odd ones. Yeah. And these children would wander around and play in the basement until their death. Many years later, the spirits of the children remain, and often the sound of a bouncing ball is heard under the stairs. Sometimes a quiet voice is heard whispering, saying, Come play with me. The ghosts are rarely seen, but their presence is greatly felt. And that is the story of the Sisson Mansion. That That's a cool background even more. There's just so much going on yeah. in that house. I would love to visit that. I'm curious to see how far away this house Cause is. Because that was in New York, right? Yeah, it is in the town of, how do you say it? Potsdam, New York. I'm going to look this up because I'm very curious. Potsdam, New York. Potsdam. I feel like this is probably like up upstate. Maybe. Five hours and 46 minutes. Yep. <laughs> It's a little far. Yeah. It's a little far from us. But yeah. But those are, those are where it's like haunted. That's like one of the original colonies. Like New York is yeah. one of the OGs of yeah. the United States. A lot's so. happening. Oh, for sure. All right. So do you want to... Uh, my story's done. All right. So I have my last story. And it took place in Athens, Ohio. Okay. And it is about the Sigma Phi Epsilon house. Did and you they- do one in Athens, Georgia? Did I? Was that where the other one was? Is that? Athens sounds so familiar. That's why I was just... The guy's name was George. Oh, yes. Another one. Wow, you just Athens all over. Athens, Ohio. Wow. Okay. So the house, they even gave the address. So if you want to visit, it's 24E Washington Street. Okay. And this is the ghost of Nicodemus. 
So legend has it that the house is one of the oldest in Athens, and it served as um, a stop on an underground railroad where area citizens um, realized the house hid um, slaves and they raided it. So this man was a slave there, and he was hiding in a secret passage like passageway i guess inside the house Mm -hmm. but they did board that area up and i would hope so because he fled to the basement and when he heard there was a search party they found him and they killed him unfortunately so it is a sad death and now the building has housed several fraternities and stories throughout the years and each of these um orgs all experience strange activities and they think it all has to do with nicodemus so in the early 1970s, Zeta Tau Alpha sisters have been um, one of the people that experienced many mysterious things going on. And they would hear scratching noises from the closet and they would that has appeared to be the sealed off passage and doors would fly open. And some girls even claimed to feel that the presence touched them there. Mm. Okay, and this was according to an article in a magazine. So oh, wow. they definitely okay. reported a lot of things. Yeah. And it was like in fall 1973. So a while back, this has been happening. And unexplainable activity in the house has continued throughout the years, and it passed from ZTA sorority to Alpha Omicron Pi. And I found that so interesting because that's my sorority. Oh, so when I found this article, I was like, cool. I need to share this because if you I share this with your sister, yeah, I need to tell them they'd all be so sketched out. <laughs> but they experienced some things, and now it is Sigma Phi Epsilon fraternity there convincing many of the residents that the house is indeed haunted. Mm. So now we have three orgs that have been there all experienced similar things. So there has been a theory of it being haunted, and it has been passed down a pretty long time. And when living in the house during um, a sophomore year of the person telling the story, um, he had a run-in with Nicodemus. And there was an incident where he was laying there, and several times someone pulled the sheets off of him. So I, I don't know. That seems like... It couldn't. I, I, that's like something in the movies, yeah. Like paranormal activity when they would just like rip the sheet off, but that's what he said happened. And it's definitely it was about, attention seeking. Yeah, and it was on five in the morning on a Tuesday, so no one else was in the room. It wasn't yeah. like a crazy weekend. It was a calm night. He said, and it happened. And the person that was sleeping in a lofted bed said the unseen um, instigator continued pulling off the sheets several times the whole night. So the brothers all had other experiences, which they still believe it was the same ghost. Mm. And every now and then lights would flicker and sometimes their Xbox would turn on and sign into a profile. So that's like, it's like one thing. Don't mess with a man's Xbox. Like one thing it turns on, but the fact that it's signing in, like that's pretty crazy. And people feel like their stuff was being moved on shelves and doors were just slamming. Uh So things were being done there. And the brothers continue to have like these experiences, but they still don't feel dangered by him. They get, I guess they think he's really nice though. I don't know. If someone's ripping off sheets from my bed, Trying to get my attention. I feel like that's like yeah, kind of malicious know. in a way. Like 
what are you trying to do? That, or maybe he's just really bored. Yeah. But a brother said, I don't feel threatened at all. Sometimes if you don't, if you go downstairs late at night, you kind of get an uneasy feeling, but no one feels threatened. And we always joke that, oh, he gets to live in a frat house. He's probably loving it. That's very true. <laughs> so, I love it. I don't know. They're very lighthearted about it, which is okay. like pretty funny. Yeah. But I'd be pretty scared. It was like a brutal death. And that's like, that's the type that I would get scared about mm-hmm. because I would feel like they would want like revenge in a way. But yeah, I don't that's know. what you were talking about before we started recording. So I asked you, I was like, would you ever live in a haunted house? And you were yeah. like, uh, like depending on the, the circumstances. That makes stuff. a lot of sense though. Cause if you die in your sleep at an old age, it's like, yeah, you're not going like to be. Time was coming. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're probably at peace. Like, Cause a lot of these people, a lot of these presences that walk the earth, the reason why they do is because they have unresolved business or they don't realize that they're dead because their death happened so suddenly. Yeah. So Or trying to connect with like their loved ones and have a message send a message to convey. like mm-hmm. this happens. Exactly. But they oh. had fun with it. That's, oh, that's a nice way to end our stories yes. on fraternities. <laughs> um, so before we end this episode, I had a couple of sorority house hauntings that they didn't give the names to what sororities or frats these were in. But I still thought they were interesting stories, so I kind of want to add this at the end. So this is labeled a haunted sorority house. My senior year of college, I lived in my sorority's house. It was a two-bedroom from the 50s that the school somehow made into housing for seven. The dining room and sunroom were turned into bedrooms. We were left with a tiny kitchen, a small living room utilized by the entire chapter, one and a half baths, and a creepy-ass basement where one side was a fire hazard of stuff girls just left behind, and the other was for laundry and sorority rituals. My room was the sunroom, the only addition to the house, which has, thankfully, had zero activity. Now, it has always been an inside joke that the house was haunted by a female ghost named Ennis. She had this older TV down in the basement on the junked-up side that if you touched or moved, it would upset her. A girl would shove it as a joke, and that same day, a large, heavy composite picture would mysteriously fall down on her. And those are big. Yeah. Those are, like, composites? That's a, that's a big oh. picture. Oh, my God. That, that's actually really scary. Um, simple stuff to dispute for some. But me and the other girls quickly found out that there was a lot more going on than just that. It started out fairly simple. Vacuuming happening when no one else was in the house. Seeing things out of the corner of our eyes and always feeling watched. Roommate Kay, whose room was the old dining room, started waking up every night at 3 a.m., which, as most of you guys know, is the witching hour. Oh. That's when they say that activity is most, uh, most active. Um, and heard a child playing with Jacks in the kitchen. Roommate P woke up at 3 a.m. as well, seeing a little girl at the foot of her bed. So just consistent stories yeah. um, aligning with one another. And while this was all starting to happen, several of us decided to clean up the junk side of the basement, curious to see what stuff was all down there. While we opened boxes, roommate M said she felt someone touch the, the small of her back. On the other side of the room, someone was tugging on my hair. Roommate K began to cry without warning. We had all got this strong feeling of sorrow at the mess of the place, and then crazy joy at the thought of it being cleaned and utilized, a feeling that did not originate with us, but was transferred to us somehow. So we did so, cleaned 10 years of trash, and felt much better energy in the house. Maybe it was just like they needed a cleansing, you know? Um, So we all agreed 
that there was not just one ghost, there were four. A woman, presumably Ennis, a young man who would watch us like a brother and might be linked to a frat guy who died there decades ago, and a small child. The fourth we didn't like to talk about as he was dark, almost demonic. He would come up the basement steps and watch us from the living room hallway. He, we would smell sulfur and grow cold and silent when we felt that energy. He came down from the basement as well, but from the side with the laundry. Towards the end of my senior year, the ghost energy had almost died down completely. We did a good job taking care of the house and watching our attitudes and moods. Multiple sisters told us how great the house felt compared to previous years when the energy was too dark to even go in. Our little house was happy, and so too seemed the ghost upon my graduation. That's so interesting to see, like, after they did this cleansing of the basement, which seemed to have years of memories and energies, they... Yeah, so almost a year passes, and me and my sorority friend return to campus for an alumni weekend. We asked the current house members if we can crash in the living room couches to save on a hotel, which they were totally happy to let us. We come back from the bar events at 1.30 a.m. and then stayed up watching some dumb movie, falling asleep during it. At 3 a.m., however, it's the key, I was jolted up by that same creepy presence. I could smell sulfur and grew cold, but he was way closer than he had ever felt. He had gone from lingering in the hallway to being in the room with me, close enough to even touch me. I was terrified and focused on my breathing. My friend was on the couch next to mine and seemed fine just looking at her phone. I figured it was just in my head then and calmed down a bit. She then froze as well, turned to me and called out my name in horror. Do you feel that? She asked, terrified. She had also never experienced all the ghost stuff here like I had. I was too scared to acknowledge what was currently happening and shakily told her I couldn't talk about it. We both looked at each other in terrifying silence for what seemed like an eternity falling asleep at some point. When we woke up, we fled. My friend had the exact feeling like I did. The menacing man standing in the same room as us, the smelling of sulfur, a man you couldn't see but was undeniably in there with us. In my year of living there, I had never felt such anger and danger. Whatever happened in my year of absence had destroyed all the progress made on that house. That's crazy. Maybe he missed them. Yeah, but or maybe there's something like something, attached to them that like he like wants to connect. To. Or yeah, but like what are the like what could have happened in that year? Like, is there someone that's living in that house that's brought such a bad energy yeah. into the group? Or like, because they worked so hard to clean up that basement and to try to make it a peaceful place. How do they come back? And it's like, not only did they start from square one, but it's even worse than how they even entered it. Oh, that's crazy. I wonder if like the other girls there like felt something too. That would be interesting or were to they know. Just oblivious, or like they just don't want to talk about it because they don't want to seem crazy to one another. That's true. Yeah, and that's and it's interesting to see that there is the good spirits, and then there's also the really demonic spirit. Maybe the good spirits were trying to like protect these girls, and after a year, maybe like they like this demonic spirit uh, presence kind of started to overwhelm the good spirits and they couldn't kind yeah. of hold him back any longer. That'd be like three verse one. So yeah. So it must have been a strong presence. Ex- exactly, exactly. So um, I do have, let's see. I have one, I'm going to do one more story. Um, and this is labeled, my sorority house is haunted by two ghosts. One is good, the other not so much. <laughs> So she goes, okay, FYI, this is going to be long, and there's lots of different parts of the story, so I'll do my best to not make it hella confusing. That's me telling a story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. tangents. Exactly. <laughs> so my sorority house is about 100 years old. I lived in it last year, and I will again this coming year. 
I love living there and I love ghosts and creepy things. Duh, but that house is starting to scare me. So pledges are told a story before initiation about a supposed member who died in the 60s and now she haunts the house and the pledges. We tell this elaborate story and really spook the girls, even turning off lights and banging on doors and windows. And when the story was told to me, I thought it was just a joke to tease the pledges because they spent the night in the house after we tell the story. But I started asking some of the older members about it. Some said it was fake, and some really believed that the house was haunted. Older members who had lived in the house told me their experiences with the ghost, and now I have a few of my own after living in the house. One of my friends is very sensitive to ghosts and spirits. She sees them when nobody else does, can feel if they're male, female, good, bad, etc. And ever since she was a kid, she had had these experiences, like going into a house for sale and knowing that somebody died there, seeing dead relatives, etc. She hates it but and doesn't like to talk about it, but I find it so interesting, so I always ask her about her encounters. She doesn't like being in the house and has not, will not live in it, especially the basement. So she has gone in the basement and heard growling, and another girl even heard a man scream when she was alone in the basement. Girls have even seen people walk through the hall, and when they go to look, nobody will be there. My friend saw a rocking chair start moving drastically when she was alone and came to me screaming, and the basement, and for whatever reason, feet are common themes for these ghosts as well. Um, The room I was in was also somewhat of a hot spot for activity in the house. I shared my room with another girl, and she thinks it's my fault that we had the experiences. <laughs> Bitch. <Please, sir>. Bitch. <laughs> the first night we lived in the house, an August night with no AC, it was so damn hot that nobody could move or sleep. I jokingly told the ghost to hang out in our room since ghosts usually cool down. Um, usually cool down a room because they like, cold energy and stuff. Yeah. Totally thought it was a joke and didn't think anything would happen. My roomie was pissed. Okay, now I kind of understand the roomie's situation. <laughs> Um, Back to my ghost-seeing friend. She told me she had a dream that she followed a man around our house and he was cutting the bottom of girls' feet while they slept. Oh, what? (laughs) She asked him why, and he said, so they will feel better. My roommate had also had a dream that a man came into our room and told us we had to die. So he put poison on the floor and said if we step on it, we die. Another friend of mine who didn't live in the house also had a dream. She found me dead in my room. Nice. <laughs> I, I also have felt my feet being grabbed at night, a woman whisper in my ear, and someone stroking my shoulder. That's so weird. And the fact that this is all different people had music. And like, it's all about, like, their feet. Yeah, and her. So weird. So I sometimes would get sleep paralysis in high school, but never had it in college until living in the house. I also started sleepwalking in the house, and I had never sleepwalked until living there. I was always naked, don't know why. It gives me me demonic vibes, though. And I would walk into people's rooms and stand at the foot of their beds or in the doorway. Could you imagine being with your sister and, like, you, like, wake up and you see her naked standing at the foot of your bed? That's so creepy. That's so traumatic for the other sister. Oh, my God. Standing there. So one girl also found me in the hallway on the second floor. I lived on the third floor, so that was weird. I was staring at a composite, which is a big picture we take every year of the girls in the sorority, basically a yearbook in a picture frame. I was standing in front of one from the 50s and something old, uh, or something old, and she asked me what I was doing, and I said, picture. And she said, what? And all I said was, ghost, and pointed to one of the women. I don't remember it at all and was freaked out when she told me. I had my ghost-seeing buddy look at the composite I was looking at. 
a name came to her mind and sure enough we googled it and it was a lady who was in our house a long time ago who had died she wasn't pictured she wasn't pictured on the one i was looking at but it was interesting that her name came to my friend's mind i was enjoying the activity in the house that i was experiencing since nothing was aggressive or super scary the feet thing definitely creeped me out though until one night i was dead asleep in my bed And all of a sudden, I heard this really loud bang, and my bed shook. It felt like somebody had been standing at the foot of my bed and was just pounding on the bed frame. I shot up in bed, and nobody was there, and my roommate was dead asleep. I don't know how she didn't wake up. I sat there for a few minutes, not knowing what to do. I posted on Snapchat about it, and my sensitive friend messaged me and asked if I was okay. I told her I was, and she told me that she had shot up in bed having a panic attack and felt the urge to message me asking if I was okay. Then she saw my Snapchat and started freaking out because we had woken up at the same time. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. She didn't even want to go in my room after that because she felt like she could feel something negative. She said there was an angry male ghost and a female ghost that was just kind of there. She could see her, but she was not afraid of her. A few days after that night, my friend and roommate were looking at old photos from the sorority. We used to have men who would clean up and do dishes and they would sleep in the basement. Our busboys. Love that. Um, we, make them work. Yes. They were flipping through old photos of busboys, and my roommate started to freak out and pointed to one of them, saying that the man in her dreams, uh, that was the man in her dreams about the poison. Other girls have seen men's feet in the bathroom stalls, even though no men are allowed on living floors or living floor bathrooms. I never saw a male ghost, but I did see the female ghost, and this is the only ghost I've ever seen. I was walking into our house one night around 11 p.m., there is a mirror on the side of the entry that if you look into it, you can see a couch in the living room. I walked in and looked in the mirror. I don't know why. And I saw a woman sitting on the couch with her hair up in a bun. She was also in a fancy old looking purple dress. It's weird because you usually see them in like white dresses, like yeah. the typical. She had her friend. She had her hands on her lap and was looking at me. It was just a second. And then I saw her that I saw her as I walked by the mirror. When I walked past the living room, nobody was on the couch. I went back and looked in the mirror, and she was completely gone. I get chills thinking about it to this day. There was another girl in the house before I was in the sorority who has also sens- who's also sensitive to the spirits. She was Native American and practices a lot of the old ways, as she puts it. She said that she could sense two spirits in the house, one harmless and one demonic, that meant to harm people. She doesn't really talk about it much, but she could always feel it, was chased by a shadow figure, and even saged her room and refused to go in the basement at night and thought about calling a priest to the house. She said for some reason that it was hard for the demonic presence to get into rooms. But did I accident... But, um... Oh, she said that for some reason it was hard for the demonic presence to get into our rooms, but did I accidentally invite it into mine when I made the joke for them to hang out in our room that one time? Maybe that was like a sign for like them to come in. Mm -hmm. We also had stuff move into our room for no reason. We would hear walking above us in the middle of the night, even though it was just the attic above us. And my roommate even saw the female ghost sitting on my bed while I was sleeping in it. There were so many other stories and encounters that friends have told me, like iPads flying across the room to doors getting locked for no reason. But this post is long enough. I'm excited (laughs) to live in the house again this year. Move in two weeks 
and I am in a different room this time that is isolated in the back of the house near the attic, and a lot of stuff happens there too. My friend is going to sage my old room for the poor girl that has to live in it this year, and she's saging my new room since I'm alone and don't want the ghosties to know that I don't have a roommate. (laughs) I don't know what's really in that house. It's fun to have little expedites, but things were kind of intense by the end of the year. The bed thing really scared me though. Thanks for reading. If you made it all the way through, I'm so glad to finally have paranormal experiences to share. That's awesome. Yeah. That's like freaking nuts. That was like a whole lot of information, but I wonder what happened. I think I think she invite I think especially with demonic spirits, they need to like host a pres- a body. So when you invite them in, that's like that is their portal like, I'm gonna to go. Exactly. Exactly. I wonder like why though that woman, like maybe because she passed, but why that guy? Like, why was that guy there, the bus boy? That's so true. Like, what? Like, like, what, what happened to him? Mm-hmm. Maybe he hated the house. Like, what? Like, and what's what's poison have to do with anything? Like, or is there feet. some sort what of connection? Does yeah, have to do with anything? That is weird. But um, yeah. So that concludes our episode of just ghouly things. Victoria, how do you feel about your first episode done? I I'm excited to actually listen to it for the first do you, time. Do you feel like now you're relieved you've gotten the first episode out of the way? I am like, relieved. No, you I did am. A I was so awesome nervous. Job. You I fucking was. killed it. So <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for um, having plug me. Plug all your social media that you want people to check you out on. All right. So my Instagram and Twitter is Vicky underscore Telly T E L E. V-I-C-K-Y and my YouTube channel is the same V-I-C-K-Y T-E-L-E and that's basically it for my social medias it's very basic (laughs) (laughs) but she has a lot of cute posts and she dresses super cute Um, so follow us on Instagram at Just Ghouly Things Podcast Twitter JGT Podcast our Facebook like page Just Ghouly Things Podcast Uh, invite yourself to our closed Facebook group Just Ghouly Things Podcast I will accept you into the private group um, donate to our Patreon, Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Boo Things, and we will talk to Boo later. Goodbye.